A Gentleman's Chat, episode three with your hosts, Ian and Billy. Ian, we are back. We're renewed for another week. I feel like at some point it'll set in that we uh, we sit here and talk randomly all the time. This is true. Really what it is, it's people just getting an insight on what we normally do. Yeah. We spent an hour walking through the mall last night, and it was basically an episode of A Gentleman's Chat. Pretty much. We walked into a store. You tried to buy something. The man... I don't even understand exactly what that was about. So let me set the scene, folks. We walk in to a store in the mall. The mall, there's nobody in it. It's close to closing time, but not quite there. I mean, it's probably at 15, 20 minutes yet. And Ian is looking for a shirt to buy for his girlfriend's birthday. Very kind of you. And... He asked the guy at the counter, the minimum wage worker, shall we call him? We don't, we don't need to say his name out loud. We'll call him the minimum wage worker. He said, sir, do you have any of these in the back? And the guy said, well, it's not displayed out here. We might have some in the back, but they won't get processed until Monday. And then walked away. Uh, <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. That was, that was rough. Does that mess with your mind? It does. You asked the guy if he had any in the back, and he said, no, but we might have some in the back. Yeah. See, that's the biggest problem with teaching people what they need to do in a store and not how to think for themselves while working. Yeah, you were actively trying to give this man money. Yeah. Very, I mean, very proactively. I was going to buy... Two entire items from his store. Yeah. Of which I didn't see him sell anything to no. anyone all day. No. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <clears throat> That's okay, though. Because, Ian, as promised after last episode, I have our actual opening topic this evening. Yes, indeed. Because we, we we perused over this. We, we enticed people with the idea that we might talk about it. Of course. And then we just did not. Yeah, we basically clickbaited in mid-conversation. We, we mid-conversation clickbaited people and then moved past it. Now, that was, of course, after the botched ad read. Yes, yeah, that, that was rough. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, that, let's not have another one of those episodes. That was, that was bad. All right, the opening topic. Sony and Spider-Man, right? We talked about this for moments and perused past it to vaping. Yeah. As one does. As, I mean, an honest mistake, I would think. So, Sony and Spider-Man. I don't know the exact story. You had kind of explained this to me, so could you explain it to me again? Yeah, of course. Well, Sony, as everyone should know, they don't really hide it, believe it or not, owns the rights to Spider-Man, like the name, the actual icon. But Disney owns the rights to Marvel and everything Marvel entails. Except Spider-Man and X-Men, but we don't really care about Ooh, them right yikes. now. Oof. <laughs> Oof, duh. Anyhow, so how the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, have been working is they let Sony get all of the box office profits for all of the Spider-Man movies. They work together, and Sony gets all the box office, and then Disney and Marvel, they get everything else. They get all the ad revenue for anything they're selling. They get toys any sort of merchandise, and the actual digital DVD releases. Those, all Disney. Sony, their profit is just the box office. So, Sony 
has been fine with this, as one would, because the Spider-Man movies have been grossing really well in the movies. Many, many, many millions more than they did when Sony made them. Exactly. Yes. But Disney, being the wonderful Disney that it is, (laughs) thought, you know what? We're not getting enough money. And they had a wonderful fix for this. They came to Sony with a new proposition. They said, you know what? Our partnership, it's going to remain the same. We're going to do the exact same thing, except now we're only giving you 50% of all the box office revenue of all your Spider-Man movies. We're going to take half now. To which Sony rightfully said, uh, no. No, you're not. So this started a little bit of a feud, and Sony just pulled back Spider-Man's name. And they tried to work out something with Disney. Disney not really having it. Wait, you mean to tell me that Disney's not playing ball on something? Like Ian, we must be <laughs> speaking of two different Disneys. This can't be the same Disney yeah, that we all know and love. Yeah, it's weird. Now, I always thought they were kind folks that played ball with everybody. Yeah, so was I. Until, you know, Walt Disney died. Sony came back to Disney with a counter like offer they said okay we'll give you 20% of the box office we'll take 80 and nothing else changes we'll give you 20% box office revenue on top of everything no questions asked Disney being the kind-hearted and open-minded people they said Disney that they are set up yours They gave him the old one-two and kicked him out of America. A fast five in the ivories, as they <laughs> exactly. say. Exactly. Yes. So now we're at a weird impasse where Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, but Marvel still has plans for Spider-Man appearing in movies in the MCU in the future. Most notably, in four years' times, they're going to do sort of like the Avengers called Secret War, and Spider-Man plays the leading role in that. Sony... Now, with four years of downtime, because uh, what are they going to do in the meantime, (laughs) is throwing a trilogy together in their Venom universe. Because their Venom, as you guys might know, is like the only well-grossing movie they've ever come up with in the past 20 years. Yeah. Yep, that's about it. (laughs) So they're trying to throw a trilogy together and work with Disney. So hopefully in four years' time, when Disney's working on this movie, they can use... Tom Holland, the current Spider-Man, and incorporate him into the MCU. What is he doing nowadays, I wonder? He's got to be pissed about this. Um, Because basically, it's like your two parents are arguing. Yeah. Sony and Disney. They both own him in some respect. And Disney told Sony to go stuff it. And Sony said, well, if you're going to play like that, they took their ball and... Yeah. Very literally, they took their ball and went home. Disney was the... Elderly gentleman beating the wife, Sony, and <laughs> oh, Sony just took the kid, Tom Holland, and left. <laughs> and left. <laughs> and so they're trying to work it out. You know, I should have actually, before I, I should have looked up his response. Yeah. Because I'm sure he said something. From what I've heard, he doesn't, he loves Spider-Man, so he's a bit disappointed that MCU, he's not going to be any more films for them for a while. But his contract is still, since it's through Sony, because they own the rights, is still active. So he's still getting paid the same, and he's still going to be making movies as Spider-Man. It's just going to be through Sony. So they're going to be a lot less flashy. And they're gonna, they're just going to suck more. <laughs> Quite possibly. Spider-Man's going to watch his parents die for the fourth time? Oh. Fifth time? It has to be a lot. Well, there was the Garfield one, which I don't oh, really count God, as one. Oh, God, I forgot yeah. that existed. you got to re- remember, that was Sony's last attempt at a Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, frankly, <laughs> they should have just let Disney do whatever. Because yeah. 
what else has Sony made <laughs> in the past 15 years that yeah. brought in the same box office as Spider-Man? Just Venom and, ironically, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was weird. Yeah, what the but hell was that movie well. about? That was That was sort of like trying to make a comic book adaptation of a Spider-Man comic. So they had some weird, not 2D, but it was like 2D drawn, 3D rendered Spider-Man. And it didn't actually follow Peter Parker. It followed Miles Maisley, the newest, like, Spider-Man, the kid Spider-Man. And some weird shenanigans with some big device happened, of course, in comics. And the multiverse kind of imploded in and a whole bunch of Spider-Man started popping up. What the heck is wrong with movie companies nowadays? <laughs> They've been recycling the exact same movies for the past 15 years. Yeah. They're on the 15th Fast and the Furious film. Yeah. Some of the main cast is dead. Very literally. <laughs> Rip Paul Walker. Guy actually died. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to keep making movies with them because we got the fucking rock. Oh, yeah. The rock just keep reeling in the yeah. money for them. Yeah, they just like... I don't know how that guy makes so much money. Because his movies are super successful. Oh, yes. Every single one. Every single one of them has been a box office hit. 100%. But I have yet to see a good, critically acclaimed movie. Like, nobody said Baywatch is the most intense, story-driven thing I've ever seen. It was just The Rock and, like, Zac Efron running around on the beach half-naked. And they... Was there even a storyline to that? No, no. I don't think there was. It was Rock and Efron put in the same movie. That was like all of the testosterone a teenage girl fan base could ever want in a movie. Yeah. (laughs) And then, bam, right there. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. He made that shark movie or no, what? No, like, no, it was like a big wave that came and hit the, hit like the mainland and it like killed everybody. Oh, I, he, he I was know in a what helicopter. About, I, saw, I, I remember don't the trailer. Remember. I, don't, I it, it couldn't have been that good because I'm not hearing about it still. Yeah, no, but you know it made money. Oh, you bet your bottom <laughs> dollar it made money. That Hobbs and Shaw movie they just did, which I've looked into. It's just Fast and Furious rebranded. Yeah, the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, probably because people were getting pissed off that they were like, "Stop using the Fast and Furious uh, <laughs> brand because." Paul Walker's dead, and you guys are assholes. Like, all right, you're right, we're assholes. Let's make the Fast and the Furious and just name it something else. <laughs> yeah. That's equivalent to SpongeBob pushing all of Bikini Bottom somewhere else. <laughs> you know what? Patrick, just like Hollywood nowadays, not necessarily the brightest. I would say there are some exceptions. <laughs> Don't get too upset with me. <laughs> But overall, collectively, they have an IQ lower than a slug. But they come up with some brilliant ideas. I love how you were so politically correct. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all the time their ideas are bad. I would never say that. But See, I'm keeping us in check because now no one can come back at us and take us out of context. Yes, no one can go on Twitter and... and, uh like boycott us or like cancel culture nowadays hey yeah that's true we could only do three episodes and next thing we could get canceled and then we could just rebrand our same show as something else yeah instead of a gentleman's chat we'll just name it a gentleman chat we'll take the (laughs) s out we're good to go just mix some things up that's right because hey there's no apostrophe in that s exactly in the logo 
We could add the apostrophe brand new right there. Retrademark. Oh, we could just work for Disney. That's all they've been doing for the past 15 years. Exactly. Aren't they remaking Bambi as well? Of course. I of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're out of ideas. They need to take movies they've already made and remake them. Yeah, but just works. Yeah, exactly. In 10 years, we're going to have another Lion King remake. This time it's going to be live action. We're actually going to have real lions. And it's just going to be... An hour and 50 minutes of two lions grazing in a field, and we're going to call it The Lion King. Yeah, the BBC will release it yeah. as an amazing planet. <laughs> the Lion King edition. It, yeah, was The Lion King movie any good? You know, I haven't seen it, and I don't intend you don't, to you see don't it. You don't intend to see it. <laughs> Everything I have heard from it is negative. There, I have not heard a single positive I don't know it. why they would remake... I mean, that's a treasured brand that they have. Yeah. But, I mean, Lion King is a... Col- I mean... It's a classic. It's like a mainstay of the Disney brand. Yep. One of their big five. And they thought, well, shit, we got nothing going on in 2019. We might as well remake this bad boy. And we'll get the guy that did Iron Man to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So from what I've heard, it's basically the same story. You know, Simba born on Pride Rock, CGI monkey holding him up. Then giant radioactive meteorite smashes in the middle of Pride Rock. Everybody turns big and strong, and Simba has to fight them one-on-one to death over a 50-year war. He has to learn the power of friendship and mingle with all the lions to create Voltron the Lion Edition and save the world. (laughs) Lion King 2019, everyone. I was trying so hard to keep a straight face. That's what it is? Okay, yeah, I mean, hey, give it 10 more years, it might be. If this is the 2029 version yeah. of The Lion King, Hans Zimmer will be dead. <laughs> They'll reboot it in his honor. James Cameron, Lion King no, 2029. Oh, no. Oh, no. Rivalry between Pride Rock and Pandora. <laughs> Coming soon to theaters near you. Hey, it could be, it could be cats. That is true. It, I saw die-hard, like, Broadway people, like... Our friends that go to, they study at a collegiate level to be on Broadway. Yep. Lifelong actors. Like, this is going to be great, fantastic. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the trailer. The trailer drops and they immediately go, wow, this is a shame. Oh yeah. You Uh, know, I can't blame them though. I didn't think it was that bad. The actual trailer, it it didn't deter too much from the source material. The problem I had with it is I can't take... Any sort of, you know, niece, nephew to go see this movie without them having nightmares for 80 years. Have you seen those cat suits? That's something straight out of a horror movie. That was bad. They yeah. would have been better off just doing the makeup like they do on exactly. the act. Exactly. The, the, the costumes they used in the 80s when they originally made cats is better than whatever CGI program they used for that. Yeah. It's like borderline, I can't go see it because I'll feel dirty. It kind of looks like B- BDSM cat suits. Oh, good golly. Mixed with a horror movie villain who accidentally spliced himself some cat DNA. Dude, they're going to be uh, furries. Next thing you know, I oh. bet the furry community's all over that. Oh, that is true. And that's just another see... reason I don't want to see it. They're... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to walk in there and see a bunch of guys with really gross looking faces, oh. long hair, some drabby pants on. For some reason, they have like a uh, like a hat on with a pot leaf on it. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. I, I feel like the biggest problem with furries 
I don't have anything in inherently against them as people. It's just, you can't wash a fursuit. So it always just looks and smells utterly disgusting. That is, out of everything to have a problem with, that is your issue? Oh, yes. Their hygiene is lacking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe I'm just too quick to judge in today's well, see, society. I can throw on some double-tinted shades. I won't have to see them or anything. Double the smell. I can't get around the smell. I can't be walking through a park and, like, Turn a blind eye. The, the smell's still hitting me. You're going to walk into Culver's to order, you know, your your bacon cheeseburger and go, <laughs> they're near. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's going to be back in the kitchen. He's got to have a hairnet on. Oh, my gosh. That, okay, now, listen. <laughs> I would never buy food from an establishment like that. But I would find great humor <laughs> if some guy in a fursuit strolled around in the back cooking burgers, okay? Yeah. I would find great humor in it would, something like that. It would that. remind me of all, like, the Disney and Pixar universes of where animals are, like, the base, but then they still eat regular food. Yeah. So you gotta think, wow, that cow's a wonderful cook. What do they put in their burger? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a Charlotte's Web, except yeah. the 2019 version. Hey, it's about time Charlotte's Web gets rebooted. That's true. We need a live-action Charlotte's Web. Yeah. it was sort of live-action in the first place. Yeah, then maybe they could not make another Transformers. Yeah. That'd be nice. You know, I used to know if a Transformer movie was coming out, but after, I think, the third one, like, I got the Transformers, then I think it was, like, Revenge of the Fallen, I think that's second, and then Rise of Something was third. Everything after that, there's been, like, seven since then. I haven't heard from them. I haven't seen them. I know they make money, but other than that, I have Mark no Wahlberg's idea. Mark Wahlberg's in them nowadays. Yeah, right. I saw the one with him and that super hot chick that was like supposed to be his daughter, which I was like, bullshit, okay? Oh, was that the weird one where they were arguing in a movie, for some odd reason, about Texas statutes on whether or not you can date overage men or something? It could have been. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't remember the movie. I just remember her being just very good looking. Yeah. That's all I took from the last, or maybe just several Transformers movies. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things that they just kind of keep making. Listen, I like Walmart, Mark, Mark Wahlberg as much as the next guy. I, yeah. was just, I just botched the heck out of his name. <laughs> I like Marky Mark as much as the next guy, right? But he's also like, a roid rager, like, to the max. Have yeah. you read his bio? Yeah. Like, in the 90s, he he was charged for beating some Vietnamese guy. He was, like, wearing his, uh, like, his I served in Vietnam, yeah. like, jacket. He was at a store, and Marky Mark lost it on this guy. Like, he, I think he said, like, he, like, he broke his eye socket or something. Like, Mark Wahlberg lost it on this guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. What happened to him? Nothing. Mark Wahlberg got a, like a fine, a couple of weeks in prison, and that was it. Well, they couldn't be too mad at him. The poor Vietnamese gentleman took the last blueberry muffin. Like, what are you going to do I, with lemon poppy apparently, seed? Apparently, <laughs> dude. Like, 2006 he did, he beat some guy up. 2011, 2013. Marky Mark has been a menace. To, to, to society yeah, for far too long, frankly. He's well, been getting away with almost murder for the past famous, 20 it's years. Okay. I, <laughs> Isn't that I, how it works nowadays? If you're famous, it's okay. If you're not, you're just out of luck. I guess so. I mean, what can I say? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch <laughs> had some moves, okay? 
You can't listen. Everyone beats some guy up and breaks his eye socket every once in a while. Okay? Yeah, I just did it last Tuesday. Yeah, you gotta let off a little steam. All right. Did you do it while listening to a gentleman's chat, which comes out every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time? As a matter of fact, I did. There was nothing more soothing than being at this bar, listening to a gentleman's chat. Oh, so smooth. Just in my surround sound headphones, so I yeah. could hear every disparity yeah. in our conversation. There are lots of them. absolutely pummeling this guy, <laughs> oh, giving him the right hook while slowly <laughs> sipping on some wonderful, smooth, double mellow gentleman jack whiskey in my other hand <laughs> with your with your surround sound headphones on exactly huh? wow there weren't even uh airpods no wow you are a sophisticated gentleman exactly just a true like sophisticated audience. gentleman would never use an apple product that's true unless you're listening to us on an apple product in which case we love your support anyhow <laughs> and it's absolutely wonderful we have no problem with apple also don't buy apple anymore it's like that video <laughs> Of uh, Michael Jackson, they did an interview with him, like a tour promo thing, yeah. and he was saying he was talking about you know touring. So you know, Michael, what do you like about touring? He's like, I I hate touring because they always make me go, and there's so many people, and you're always in different time zones. Because when he toured, it was I mean he was in a different country each day. He's like, yeah. I, I hate it. It was so tiring. I went through hell touring. Like Michael, Michael, stop, stop, stop. Hang on, hang on. You know you're. We're supposed to be promoting your tour. Like, make it sound good, Lisa. So, well, just so at least you know the truth. Like, all right, we know the truth. Take two, Michael. They hit the clapper, and he looks deadpan in the camera and goes, I loved a tour. And just <laughs> launched into a monologue about how much he loved touring. Fantastic. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of you being at the bar, pummeling this guy's eye socket out while listening to a gentleman's chat, what are your thoughts on tipping waitstaff? Oh, this is a hot button issue in today's world. So first, we'll go over the easy one. If you're in another country, unless it's Australia because they're weird, but if you're in there, you have bigger things to worry they're about. So don't America. worry about it. Yeah. Other than that, any other country, you don't tip. That's it. You just don't. <laughs> Anyhow, bring it back to America. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred seven other countries on this globe. Yeah. Not an issue, but the, the, the big one, us. Yeah, and people get really upset. It is a hot button issue. I used to be completely okay with it. I used to be on board. I used to know where everybody stood. You go to a restaurant since the before time, really. We were all the elevator attendants, all the people that for some reason need to wash your hands in a bathroom at rich hotels. He doesn't wash my hands. I <laughs> wash my hands. That guy just gives me some dumb towel that he pulled from the rack behind him. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why That's why I don't wash my hands anymore. Anyhow, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> anyhow, since way back then, 15% was always customary. It was like almost set in stone. Everybody knew. 15%. That was the baseline for tips. And I'm like, okay, 15%. That's easy to find in any bill, except if you go to modern school unfortunately that's a whole nother chat for another time that's, that's, <laughs> another, that's a non-smooth chat that's, yeah. a, that's a rough chat nowadays it keeps going up so it started at 15 percent, then it snuck up to 18 percent. now i've been to a whole bunch of different restaurants and whatnot or even freaking mcdonald's in the little pads that the waiter doesn't even hand to you anymore it's just on the table already Offers you like 20, 22%, 25% tip. And I'm having, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, 
That just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to me either. Because it used to be kind of like a, the 15% was a, uh, a, a quiet thank you. Because you do such a good job. If you're a good waiter or waitress, you know, you bring me my drinks on time. My food is always hot. You check on me, make sure everything's okay. It was like a subtle nod of the hat. Like, thank you for doing an exceptional job. Yeah. At what, you know, at your job. Thank you. And then they started putting it right on the bill. And then they started tearing it on the bill. Like it was 15, <laughs> 18, 20. And then it was 18, 20, 22. And you're right. I've seen as high as 26. Yeah. And not only do they put the percent, they put what that is compared to your bill. Yeah. Like they're basically like, hey, so when you when you fill out this bill, this is how much I'm expecting to see on the table when you leave. Yeah. I find that incredibly aggravating and really disrespectful, honestly. Especially if you suck at your job. Oh, yeah. I hate when you go out... Let's just pick a random restaurant. We'll just call it Olive Garden just because. Yeah, it's a restaurant. You go to Olive Garden. You get seated by a hostess who they make... They can't make less than minimum wage because they're not a server. That's state law. Yep. And I'm actually completely okay with that. They seat people. They're pleasant. That's a good minimum wage job. Good starting yeah, job. it's a great starting job. Then the server comes. They come once. They ask you what you want to drink. You tell them what you want to drink. They just leave. <laughs> then I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for a good 20 minutes for them to bring me back my water. And they bring me back a tea so I have to, you know, say, hey, no hard feelings. I can't make you feel bad in 2019, but you screwed up the only thing I've said so far. <laughs> Can you please go get me a water? They come yeah. back usually a bit more promptly because they're like, oh, no, I screwed up. I got to work for the tip. Bring me a water. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. There was a mix-up with the soda machine. With the faucet. <laughs> yeah, with the faucet <laughs> and the ice. Anyhow, are you ready to order? I'm like, yeah, I was ready to order 22 minutes ago. But here's my order. Also, when did they raise prices? Oh, we never raise prices. Actually, I was just in here last week. And last week, this was a $12 meal. This week, it's $18.50. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you must be mistaken. That... We never raise our prices. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I was just here. You're serving me. Don't tell me that I'm wrong. I was just here. You just served me. It was <laughs> yeah. you. Come on, Nicole. I was just in here last week. Yeah, right? You raised then the I... prices, didn't you? Exactly. Then I order my food. It finally gets to me after, you know, 45 minutes. Three things are wrong. I don't want to hurt the little millennials' feelings and tell them it's completely wrong. And I ask for, like, fish... And they gave me nothing. They, they didn't yeah. come back. Then I hollered, yeah. hollered at them. They bring me back like a plate of lasagna. I'm like, you know what? I'm hungry. I don't even care at this point. I eat the lasagna. Realize that instead of a normal meal, they give you maybe two bites full of food nowadays. I don't know why restaurants keep trimming it back while raising the price. And it, then yeah, it's I'm not okay getting any that. better. I mean, the quality is just worse. Exactly. And so they get bring me the bill for this mediocre meal. I'm all not excited at all. I'm like, okay, fine. They look excited, though, because they're finally bringing me a bill. Then they kind of loom. Have you guys ever had this when a server? They'll give you the bill and then just happen to have something to do, like, 
pretend to brush a table right next to you to try to I pressure have, you into tipping. Yeah, like you'll be sitting there and you're like, you know, if you pay with cash, or you'll be counting out bills. If you got your card out there, you know, you're looking at writing down what you're going to tip, yada, yada, yada. And they'll just be standing there. They'll be like, you know, I hope you have a, 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 you know, a great day or they'll write something on your bill. I love this. Exactly. When they hand me the bill and they've got like a smiley face and a little personalized message, you know, thank you so much for stopping in. Yeah, talking to you is fantastic or whatever dumb thing they say. And you're right. They just linger. Yep. They just stand there weirdly so looking have, at you. I have this person breathing on my neck, whispering me succulent, uh, wonderful sweet little sweet nothings in my ear to try to boost up my tip. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, if you wanted a good tip, you could have just did your job well the entire thing. That's what it used to be. It used to be, hey, if you were really good at your job, I would tip you. And we've all just kind of agreed 15% is is something that it's not so much that your meal is going to cost more. But it's not so little that it goes unnoticed. It's it's a it's an honest thank you for a great experience. Exactly. Now, there are some terrible servers that expect twenty four percent. Yes, and it's it's not just like they expect it if they're really good or they perceive themselves really good. Nowadays, everyone, even the people eating around you, expect you to tip them incredibly well for nothing. I had I here's an example. I went to Perkins. There was one right down the road from my house. You know, they've got good coffee. The pie is good. They're open late. So if, like, I'm with friends or something or someone comes back from a trip, I can just go to Perkins. It's, you know, it's good enough food. Whatever. I was there one time with a friend of mine from Milwaukee. She drove in. We, you know, we hung out, said hello, caught up because it had been quite some time. And I'll be honest, the service wasn't good. You know, my food didn't get to me good. You know, it took a long time. I didn't get my drink promptly. I didn't get a refill on my drink promptly. They kind of like try to butt into my conversation, which I mean, if it's a timely thing or if I like if I mention you or something, okay, you can join my conversation. But normally, your job is to bring me the the items that we agreed on when I walked in the door. Yeah. My drink, my food, and in return I will pay you. For such a thing. It's almost like it's a business contract. Yeah, right? And and this, this service wasn't good. And I thought, well, the bill's like $3. Because I only got some, some pie and some coffee. It was like a $3 bill. And I thought, this is not worth tipping. And the gal that I was with was actually v just vitriol mad. Like it was like conniption level mad at me. That I wasn't tipping. She said, Billy, we are good tippers around here. I say, you might be, but I'm not going to pay for bad service. And yeah. that is not to say, that is not to misconstrue that I don't want servers making a living wage. Yeah. Or making at least a minimum wage. That's where I find the biggest, you know, puzzlement. Because after I finally tip, get like a dirty scowl for only tipping them like 15% if they were mediocre at best... Even though the bills have increased in price, they're still making more money. I come to the realization, even if I don't tip them anything, even if they are such a bad server that they never have gotten a single tip ever, the law requires them, they're still making a minimum wage. So it's not like I am starving someone by not tipping them overly well. Yeah. I don't know. Some servers will argue till they're blue in the face that they don't make minimum wage. Yeah, they'll try to I don't argue. Know how that Actually, works. I work. I I make two fifteen an hour, and I know the statute. So I go up to them and I'm like, "You make two fifteen an hour, 
plus tips. Meaning, if you are a very good server, a good waitress, a good waiter, you can be making a lot of money if people yes. like you, yep. which incentivizes you to be doing well, to yeah. be making a good job. Yep. However, if you aren't good, or say you're having a slow month or something and no one has stopped in, you do not make two fifteen an hour. How that works is you make two fifteen an hour plus tips unless it doesn't break minimum wage. If your two fifteen an hour plus all your tips is still under minimum wage, then your employer must legally give you the difference to make it minimum wage. Is that so? Yes. I didn't even know that. No matter what, a waitress or waiter cannot make less than minimum wage. They are always making either minimum wage if they're bad or the sky's the limit. Anything above. That is that is astounding. I, yeah. I genuinely did not so know that. So when people yell at you that they're not making minimum wage, what they're really complaining about is that they think they should be making minimum wage and getting tips, which is just a not no. That's, that's just a no. Especially yeah. if you're going to charge me 24% on my bill. Exactly. 20, that's... That's a whole quarter of my bill. If I go not even to a, a particularly good restaurant, if I go, let's go out, you know, some steakhouse. Yep. You know, if you sit down, you get, you know, the rolls in the beginning, like an appetizer, you get a couple of drinks, you get, a, you know, an, an eight ounce tenderloin, the sides. I mean, that, that could very easily be an 80 or $100 bill. Oh, yeah. If it's a $100 bill, you expect me to tip you $24. You want me to pull out an extra... $20 and stack four more on top of that because you brought me the steak. Really, the guy in the kitchen should yeah. be getting that money. But see, they don't have that problem because chefs just get paid a wage. Like, you sign on to a restaurant and they pay you, which is why I'm a reasonable guy. If waitress or waiters, waitress, waitresses and waiters want to complain about it so much, I'm okay with getting rid of tips altogether and just paying a wage. Yes, I am too. Yeah. I so, think it's an, an extra step that is not necessary. Exactly. Especially if it causes this much confusion or commotion nowadays and that they keep expecting more. Just get rid of it. Just pay them like anyone else. Yeah, I would happily pay them. Exactly. Even if the food prices go up, the difference like 15% or whatever, mm-hmm. I would still pay that. Because there is something about the extra transaction at the end. Like, I've finished my meal. Yep. You know, I'm with those people. I've had a conversation. I'm ready to leave. I can't leave yet because I got to either dish out some more cash, like look at the bill, do a little math about it. Or if I got a card, they got to run the card, bring it back to me. And I got, and then like, if you hand them a 20 at the $12 bill, they're like, you know, should I bring back change? Yeah, you should bring back (laughs) change. Even if, even if I am tipping you the whole thing, you still bring it back. Bring that change back to me. So I see that change and then I will dole out what I feel is an appropriate amount for your services this afternoon, this afternoon, ma'am or um, sir. or sir, yeah, it's a it's a puzzling problem and one that I think we could probably ponder over this ad read. Ian, we're back. I hope the ad read was in the correct spot. Otherwise, yet again, for the second week in a row, it is just complete silence between the two of us. Yeah, we can get a nice little streak going here. Yeah, we'll see how many episodes it takes before they put the ad in the right spot. That was pathetic. I, I, you don't even know how much... I actually split the audio into two separate audios. Like, two completely separate files. And they still couldn't put the, the, 
the ad read in the correct spot. Yeah. I, it takes more than a waiter to get that right. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> I was thinking during our break here about waiters and waitresses. Here is one thing that definitely gets me to the boiling point. If you walk up to my table and you take my order... And you don't pull out a pen and pad. Oh, I knew you were going. I will. You've seen me do it. We have been at restaurants where I have asked the people to pull out their pen and pad. I don't know why it gets under my skin so much, but my God, does it get me upset. When I show up to somewhere and they don't write down my order. It's not cool. It is, it is not your cool party trick. I am not impressed by the fact that you can half-heartedly remember the things that I'm telling you. Sometimes I order several things just to try to mess with it. Yeah. Like, I I won't even eat half of it. I'll just, like, give it to someone else that I'm with or another table. <laughs> Maybe they just sat down just to see. Pull out your pen and pad. That's what you have it for. I couldn't agree more. Except I'm a little bit, dare I say, more rude than that. I'll oh, never no. ask someone to get their pen and pad out. I will order like usual. I won't say a word. But the moment a single thing is wrong... If they didn't write it down, if they wrote it down, I will give them some slack because they wrote it down. Yeah. Yep. If they did not, they will go home in tears. <laughs> they will remember me <laughs> well after they forget their parents in a dementia ward <laughs> when they're 88. They will, they will be scarred for life when they bring me the wrong thing without writing anything down. Yeah, it's well. We were we were in Michigan, and they they didn't write down our order. Yep. And what came to our table was not correct. Three of the four things they brought us. We had four people there. Three of the four were wrong. That I mean, you that at some point you need to understand as a server that maybe it's time <laughs> for you to if you get to the back room like yeah he wanted a. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't like a cheeseburger or something like that. What's on it? Ah, put everything on it. Yeah. Whatever, you know. If you don't... Actually, hang on. Let me cut myself <laughs> off because I just had an incredible thought. If you come back to my table after not writing it down, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if you write it down and you get to the back room, you're like, ah, you know, maybe you wrote it in too close yeah, of proximity. Exactly. Like, you know, so it got it, a little bit jumbled. Yeah, like, if you've got several tables going on you're busy, like... I I do see how you could mess that up. Because I could see me messing it up. Yeah. But if I'm so dumb as to not write it down to begin with, don't come back to my table. That's because correct. if you if you walk back to my table and ask me, did you order fries or onion rings with that? My response will always be, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> it will always be something snarky. And it's it's... People are going to paint me to be a bad person, or you and I to be a bad person yeah. off of this. But it is just doing your job. Correct. I don't show up, because I'm a teacher, for those that don't know that are listening, I, I teach 5th through 8th grade music right now. I don't show up to class and go, sorry ladies, no lesson planned today, I'll just make something up. I've never done that. I've never just given out a test that I didn't think they could do or like just some unplanned thing. We never went into a concert cycle where the music yeah. wasn't picked. Well, you can't in like any other profession. You can't go to a dentist and then the dentist grabs, I don't know, a stethoscope, listens to your heart and say, well, 
I can't find anything wrong. You're good to go, and then charge you for it. That's that's not how that works. It's, yeah, like I've never gotten an X-ray and had the person walk back to me like, "So, uh, what are we doing here again?" <laughs> like I've never, I've never had that. There's, there's some sort of mark here. What is that? Yeah, what is that, <laughs> sir? Do you know what this is supposed to? How do you? Is this the right way up, sir? I'm not. Can you help me, please? Yeah, those people just don't have jobs. But yet somehow in the in the serving world they do. Yeah. In the food serving world specifically. Because other service industries, like other parts of the service industry, yeah. I give more slack. But because I think usually when you get like car salesman is part of the service industry or can be considered that. Yeah. That is a completely different dynamic mm-hmm. than a wait staff. Because I I don't I don't know how I don't know how to exactly display my thoughts to you. I don't know how to convey my message. Well, it's it's different because they're providing a service, but they have to know their vehicles and whatnot to an extent where they have to have the knowledge already and somehow convey it to their customer to fulfill their customer's needs. Yeah. I don't go to Best Buy and have the guy ask me about the laptops. Exactly. So why is a waitstaff person ask asking me about my order after I've already told them. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Which is odd, because I remember a time I have always actually greatly liked the wait staff of many different places. Yeah. And throughout my life, I've always tipped incredibly well. But more and more through these years, as service just declines and declines, and prices go up and up, I'm finding myself at... A weird crossroads that I'm not getting good service anymore. It's just not happening. I used to go to a restaurant and I didn't have to worry about any sort of wrong order. I didn't have to worry whether or not they would be polite or question me at all. I didn't have to worry that they're going to overcharge me for some mediocre subpar meal. I could just go and was almost like a relief. Like, you go to a restaurant, you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. You don't yes. have to worry. Yep. Nowadays, I have to go there, and quite often, I have to think more than the people working there. Yeah, you need to correct them. Exactly. On if I'm things. having to do someone else's job, I might as well go buy fresh ingredients and make my own food. That is true. And you won't have to pay an, out, an, out, an exorbitant amount for it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want it to sound like I don't like wait staff because I do, and the good yes, ones. There's quite a lot of wait staff. I love. The, yes, the good ones. I definitely do tip very well. Exactly because they've earned it. Yes, that's like the whole premise of the tip. Right like, back to the back, beginning. Right back to the beginning. Yep. How we view tips. It is essentially a wholehearted thank you to someone doing a good job. Yeah. It has nothing to do with obligation. Anyone tries to tell me I'm obligated to tip, I will refuse to tip them because that's not what I'm paying for. But if they do a really good job, and a big part, if they don't mention the tip as well, I will tip Wait, well. you've had people mention the tip? Of course. I've had servers come by. Where was I the other day? I think I was... I might have been at Texas Roadhouse. Speaking of steakhouses, I was out with a friend of mine. We just got done playing tennis. We were, you know, tired, ready yeah, to yeah. good meal. We were there. And I could not fathom. I paid with a card. 
Uh, it was spotting for both of us because he had it last time. Yep. And they came back, and I just signed it because I had every ambition. I prefer tipping with cash. I agree. I do as well. Because then I know exactly like what's happening with my card and whatnot. It's much easier to file, and then there's less chances of screwing up. Yeah. And nope. I know then good servers actually get that because I have been to restaurants where if you pay with card and tip, for some reason, card tips, they basically put them all in a big pool and then split it evenly through servers at a night. Yeah. Which I find incredibly disrespectful because that's just not why you it's tip. It's dishonest. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Very dishonest. I'm not helping the putts who can't help an order two tables to the right if my server is good. Anyhow, so the server at the end of the meal, I hand them the final receipt. And we're chatting a little bit because, you know, we're boxing up our food. Yeah. Yep. We're eating. And the dude's... This wonderful scholar of a gentleman oh, no. was like, uh, sir, you, you, I think you forgot to tip. Uh, it's usually about 20%. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I have my wallet out. I'm, t- I'm like fingering through the cash. And then I fingered back through the <laughs> cash and I slowly closed my wallet. I stared at him. I looked back to my friend. Without a word, we both knew what just happened. We got up, we walked out the door. <laughs> oh my god. I because, have never had that. Yeah. Oh, I am so lucky my friend was there. He gave me a look that like held me to the ground. It was that like he was the tether, and if he was not there, that server would not have survived another day. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I... I... That is wild to me. Yeah. I've never had that happen. <laughs> that is that that's unheard of. What do you mean? You for I think you forgot to tip, sir. No, I didn't forget to tip. <laughs> right? What are you talking about? That if you're that flagrant with it, like you're just gonna yeah. wave it out there in front of someone. That's that's wild. So yeah, more and more things like that have kind of ruined a lot of tipping for me. Here is something that has ruined tipping for me because I am a cash guy mm-hmm. because it's it's right there. I don't need to check my bank account. I don't need to care about it. Yeah. I, I like you tipping. You have in, what you have. I like paying in cash. I like tipping in cash for the reasons that you had just stated. Yeah. Here is my problem. <clears throat> Since I pay in cash and everyone else pays in card, I don't know how much to tip. That is Because true. I'm not going to ask the guy what his bill was and what he's tipping because there's there's – that's just sort of, you just don't ask those sorts of questions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a financial question. You don't really bring up someone else's finances. You, yeah, you really don't do that. So I never ask, you know, what are you tipping? But at the same time, you know, I can't just put $3 on the table for the two of us. You know, so there's, there, there's that problem yeah. where like sometimes maybe the guy tips $10 on a $30 meal because the, he thought the service was good. Yeah. You know, what do I tip now? Do I throw another $10 exactly. in? Like, I have that issue all the time. It's always that divide, which 15 years ago, when you went out and about, most people, I would say a good 90% paid in cash. It's yeah. just what happened. Yes. Cards were for bills or big purchases you couldn't do. Yep. And since we moved further and further away from that, it just creates that divide where you never really know what's what the status is and yeah. what the financial bill is for anything, not just with wait staff. Yeah. For so, sometimes I just have to not tip. Yeah. And then I feel bad because like if they write down 
a 25%? Like, I don't even know what they write down. I'm assuming yeah, they write exactly. down a good tip because I, uh, if I were them, I would tip good, especially if the service was good. You yep. know, we, we usually target that. Was this good service? Should we, you know, what are we tipping? We both, we try to get on the same page, yeah. but at the same time, I don't know what he's writing down. Exactly. And I find it really hard because sometimes, you know, if I put $3 down, if I'm only there, you know, for like a snack, basically, yeah. you know, or just there, if I'm having a lunch meeting, I'm not actually getting lunch. I got a couple of drinks, maybe yeah. like a light appetizer or something. Two, three bucks. It's two, not. three dollars. He'll, they'll scowl at me. It's like, no, no, no like <laughs> I, he paid something too. And then if it does go into a whole pot and yeah. they don't get their fair share, it's, then they're going to look at you because you're the only one. Yeah. Who out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a weird yep. crossroads. And there's there's no way to actually simplify it. There's no way to fix it. No, there's because not. Because even if you just say, I'll take the tip, or if one person says, I'll take the tip, because no one's paying in cash, you still don't know what any of the meals cost. So then you're just blindly throwing off your meal alone onto the table yes. some sort of amount. Yeah. Like, let's just hope this is somewhere in the ballpark. That's why usually, like I said, I'm the cash guy. All of my friends know I'm the cash guy. A lot of times they'll grab the tip and I'll grab the appetizer. Yeah. So the appetizer will come to my bill and then they take the tip. That works. So it kind of works out even. Because yeah. if it's like a $7 appetizer, by the time the bill's done, you know, it's probably, my portion's probably $7 tip maybe. Yeah. That for me works. That's the only way I've found to make it work. But speaking of plastic, because I just thought about this, I have finally gotten a debit card. Finally. It took wow. me until last week to get a debit card. It's actually, it's still in the mail. It hasn't actually shown up <laughs> at my house yet. That's incredible. I know. Really, isn't it? Yeah. I should be awarded a medal of some kind. I've held out this long. That is true. Yeah. Because it, before I used to go to the bank every week, mm -hmm. same day, and I'd pull out the same amount. Yes. You know, this is my spending money for the week. You know, I have kind of planned out what I'm, you know, if I'm golfing a lot or if I'm going on a trip, what do I need? Those sorts of things. But I have finally opened a checking account because some, you know, work things pay, you know, direct deposit mm -hmm. is going less to savings and more to checking accounts because that they're easier. True. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to get on top of it. But then of course they, you know, you have to make transactions with a checking account. You can't leave it dormant. Yes. Any, any interest gaining mm -hmm. checking accounts, you have to make, I think it's at least two usually transactions Mine's a month. Four. Okay. My my bank is four but transactions. Somewhere around that ballpark. Yes. You have to pay with them. Yes. Well, you have to make transactions. Yes. I learned that online banking, if I just transferred money from my savings to my checking, my checking to my savings, my savings to my checking, my checking back to my savings, <laughs> that is four transactions. And that's it. That counts. Wow. I don't do online banking because I just it. don't trust it. Yeah, no. That's a terrible <laughs> idea for you at home. Don't do anything with your finances online. I don't. I do nothing with that. But I thought if Bush comes to shove, <laughs> yeah. I could just do that. I actually usually do that um, because on my way to work, usually there's going to be a gas station or quick trip or yeah. whatnot. My transactions with the debit card that I most often use, I will use the ATM. I'll find a free ATM and I'll pull out the cash for the week, just like you said. Or the cash for, usually I don't do a week's amount of time. I usually go two weeks-ish. Yeah. About, it's usually easier. a paycheck or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just do that, and that counts as my transactions. I didn't even think about that. ATMs count, don't they? Yes, they do. So hmm. you could, instead of going to the bank, you can just use the ATM. The thing is, is that I don't keep a lot of money in my checking account. Most of mine is in savings. 
I used to do that until since direct deposit, everything went to checking. Yeah, it's true. That's fair. And I just don't want any any screw-ups, basically, if I have to then take it all into savings. Yeah. Because then you know sometimes someone's going to hit something wrong or whatnot, and they're going to screw true. it up. That's true, I guess. But either way, I do respect your... I'm going to call it advice for everyone at home. When you pull out the money for, like, a week, use cash. Mm -hmm. Because of the cards and how they've just grown in the past 20 years, everybody uses cards for everything. Yeah. Cash is almost obsolete. And I find that's a huge reason a lot of people are in debt. Oh, 100%. Because it is literally impossible to go into debt paying with cash. Yeah. You have a finite amount. You have a physical amount. You know exactly how much you have left. And if you run out, you have nothing. You're not in debt. You just don't buy anything else. Yeah. With card, because it's all digital, you may forget what you've spent. You may not file your receipts properly. You may not know what's in your checking. And if you never have that actually finite, like, this is how much I have, you could get scammed. You could have some sort of banking error, something could happen, you'll never know because it's all online. It's all in the air. Here's the whammy that I've heard. You get the app on your phone from your bank and you've got the card. So when you swipe the card, it comes to your phone, the balance that you have left. Now listen, I'm all for making life simpler, more efficient. I really am. And I get that cash can slow people down sometimes because it is finite. If you go shopping and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I forgot to bring enough money. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go home and come back. That that sucks. But if you have your bank account balance showing up on your phone, to me, that is a terrible idea. Even if it's one of those, yeah. like you type in a password on your phone and you get it, like you can see yep. it then. But some people just have the notification pop up on their phone. Even if it's encrypted, it's still not safe. I more so than that, just the look of that. I don't want to oh, go yeah. walking through, like, pull out my phone and not my bank account information's on my lock screen. That is true. Like, I'm going to be standing in line at some pizza place and some guy behind me is going to see my bank account information. Exactly. I don't want that. And it it's just not secure. No. Like, even credit cards, it's somewhat difficult to get a hold of information if you use it. With when it's When you have all your bank account information on your phone, like... One of the places I go through is Community First Credit Union. It's it's a local chain. Yeah, local yeah. chain. It's one of the places I bank with. They offered me, like, use my phone as, like, online banking and I can do everything from my phone. And all they needed to set all of this up was just for me to tell them my account number. And then everything, I learned everything about my bank account, everything that I could do with a bank account can be done from my phone. The problem with that is not only are phones not secure if someone happened to, you know, break into it, hack it, or just see it over your shoulder in the marketplace, as soon as you have something on your phone, your phone service provider, Google, and any other service that you have accepted terms of service that has your information, has legal rights to the information you have on your phone. Yes. They can use it whenever they want. Yeah. I cannot fathom how people I, think that's a good idea. I, I for some odd reason, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just. I don't get it. Why would you? If if you have your credit card, yep, and you you use it, you're buying something. 
and the balance pops up on your phone. Right. Why don't you just get cash? Exactly. It is it is that exact same thing, but just simplified. Exactly. I don't get it. <laughs> that that one will forever blow my mind. Well, if I had to make a guess, it doesn't necessarily happen to do with cash being less effective nowadays. It's just two reasons. One, the younger generation, they don't know any better. They're kind of dumb. No offense if you're a younger generation, but you're kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, everybody nowadays that's working as like a cashier cannot handle actual money. Oh my good God. If that... you hand them a 20 and your bill is 1402, they will just look at you dumbfounded like... I've never had this before. What is I, it? Oh, uh, is this Andrew Jackson? Who is, <laughs> who's Andrew Jackson? What did he do? Yeah, the, I have been to several places. Uh, several big chains where the people that are working there just don't know how to make change. Exactly. I was at Office Max yesterday, <laughs> and the guy behind the counter was late 40s, had gray hair. First of all, guy couldn't ring up the materials that I was trying. That actually wasn't that I was trying to purchase. The person in front of me was trying to purchase. <laughs> they had three books and a thumb drive. This guy took 15 minutes trying to ring that stuff up. Then she handed over some legal tender. <sighs> boy, oh boy, was that a treat. Oh, Ma'am, your change is uh, $13.67. And now he's pulling out fives. He puts them back for a 10 and some ones. Yeah. He's got like several coins out. It's like, what is happening? What are you doing, dude? And I don't have any remote comprehension of how they screwed up because i have actually worked as part of one of my jobs in the past was part cashier so i've worked with it it's not like 30 years ago where you actually had to do the math where you actually had to think yeah you don't have to do that you type literally what they gave you and just like a magic calculator, it tells you exactly what change they get. Is that is they still mess it up though. <laughs> yeah. So you only need to know what a one dollar bill is worth, what a five dollar bill is worth, <laughs> what a ten dollar bill is worth, what a twenty dollar bill is worth, <laughs> what a penny is worth, what a nickel is worth, what a dime is worth, and what a quarter is worth. Most places nowadays won't even take tender. Aside from that, they won't take $100 bills because it's too unsafe. They won't take $2 bills because people don't know they exist. They won't take 50 <laughs> cent coins because there's no little, you know, little coin bin to throw that in. They just lose it. You have 11 different things you need to remember. That's it. Yeah. Over yeah. half of them, you don't even have to remember because it's literally on the piece of paper. That's true. And the penny. It's literally on there. Hey, now I will actually allow me to raise you this. Instead of paying with legal tender or a card, how about those those where you just put your phone up to it? Oh. And it just auto, by some magic, it auto subtracts money from your bank. By the way, what the hell is that? Uh, that is an NFC chip. It's basically an adaptation and almost like a mix between a Bluetooth and wire like wireless internet. It's like Bluetooth... But incorporated is just your bank's routing number through an actual like routing code via online. So what happens is with this NFC chip that you'll have to have in the card, your phone acts through its Bluetooth as 
basically a digital footprint back to your bank itself. So when it gets close enough, oh, it makes God. it basically opens up a channel, basically opens up the routing number back to your bank. And that's how it and then they just take it straight out of there and put it right into that ridge. Folks, I'd like to apologize. Early in the day, or early in this episode rather, I had stated that having the card and the app on your phone was the dumbest thing to do. I would like to retract that statement. I'd like to change it and apologize for such a for a, a miss a really a misstatement. The dumbest thing you can do in banking is have it on your phone. Set your phone next to the thing. How do you how do you even imagine that that's a good idea? That's a good question. I don't think people genuinely think about it. No, I don't think like, they do. Like we're just going to do this. Somehow it works and that's that. Yeah, they won't double charge me. They won't <laughs> accidentally. The guy behind me isn't going to accidentally like right? take the information because it's not like it's super encrypted. It's over no. a wireless signal that's out in the open. Exactly. It's over a normal uh, just secured Bluetooth line. That's it. Secured Bluetooth line. That's like saying a, a sturdy paper bag. Exactly. And it's not like once the transaction's done, you're home free. No, in order to get that information, they have to hold the routing information to your account itself in their system. Oh, no. This won't and go I think wrong. They, I think most places hold it up to 24 hours or 48 hours just to make sure, you know, your account has enough information. Yeah. And I'm not saying businesses will screw you over. But if they don't, there's a lot of different people who have access to that information who can. Oh, yeah, for sure. And at that point, a lot of people that are working with it, if they're working in, in their company system, your information's just not encrypted. Yeah. It, it's just out in the open. So you're trusting every single employee for every single business you use this at. Not a single one is going to say, you know what? I feel like having a free yacht today. Or, or like opening a different account with your exactly. information. Or I don't know, let's say that gets hacked somehow because nothing's ever gotten hacked in today's world and information just, I don't know, taken from people. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And because it's uh, most of the time, if you're not through a credit union, most banks, because they have to have federal um, security based yep. on what they're housing. Yep. If they have your account information directly routing to all of your bank account, they don't act. They don't just have access to that institution's finances. They have access to you. Yes. They have your social. Yep. They have your driver's license. They have your address. Everybody you know and love. The last four people you slept with. They they know you. That is so odd. I because I was just telling you this how we started this. I had just gotten a debit card. It's yep. on the way. But in order to open the checking account to do that, I was sitting in an office with a, a bank person at Community First. I also bank there. It's mm -hmm. a nice bank. And they were like, you know, what are the last four of your social? Where do you live? Like they were discussing all these things. There are no doors. Yep. Like we are wide open in this cubicle. There are people walking in and out all the time on their phones, whatever. Like I, I'm telling you my social security number. Yep. And there's not a closed door around. And when people tell you that it's just the last four, like everything else is hidden, <laughs> don't listen to that. There's a strong reason why it's always the last four. And no, it's not because that just makes it safe. 
It's because the last four are the only actual numbers that you can't just look up. Yes. The first, I can't do math, like 10 or so numbers of your social are all tied to what year you were born, where you were born, and... I thought there was only five before that. Something Isn't like it that. three, two, four? It is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, I'm the, just running mine in my head. <laughs> the initial five are directly related to where you were born and your birthday. It's not hidden information. You can find out the first five numbers of anybody's social. Yeah. Just by Googling it. So if someone has the last four, they have your social. The last four is just the identifying part for you. Exactly. Fantastic <laughs> news, everybody. Fantastic news. So, you know, every time they give you the last four of your social out loud in front of everybody <laughs> else for them to hear, it's great stuff. Exactly. It's fantastic stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you for joining us on the third episode of A Gentleman's Chat. And we've talked about a lot of very serious topics. And you know what? The chat, as always, is gentlemanly, goes down smooth, just like Gentleman Jack, of where we got the name for A Gentleman's Chat. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week.